This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. In St. Louis, it's the Brown and Crouppen Morning After on KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the Morning After STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com with Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson. 707 in St. Louis, you are listening to TMA. Presented by Brown and Crouppen from the Michelob Ultra Studios. Welcome, friends, to the Munganass St. Louis Acura. Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. Timothy Michael McKernan, Douglas Elvin Vaughn, Kenneth Iggy Stroh, the Plowhawk Action Jackson with you. Uh, comedian Greg Warren, within the last 30 seconds, just dropped by because ours is the type of program. Ours is the type of show where friends feel they can drop off kolaches at any time. And that's what he did. And, mm-hmm. he, and I would say there's a dozen cousins? Yeah, I'd say, yeah. And then he said, I'll see you guys tomorrow. And then I said, <laughs> we, we already had an issue with that last week. And then he said, oh, yeah, Wednesday. Nice. So, Doug, we know we have Greg Warren in studio on Wednesday. Right. I hope he brings more treats then. Treats galore. Welcome to the program. Get involved on the uh, show by texting in 314-881-TMA5. Call in. Big phone call Monday is what they're calling this. Is that what this is? Yeah, 636-900-4TMA. And email in for our design, air, heating, and cooling Email the day, the morning after at InsideSTL.com. And, of course, watch the show uh, on YouTube.com slash TMASTL. Doug, I'm opening up the YouTube chat. Okay. Uh, see if how that's going this morning. Wow, 101 people just sitting there waiting for us. Mm. Carl Pelker. How about them blues? Yeah, Doug, what do you, I mean, it's a Sadie Hawkins for the ages. They're saying the blues go out to Denver and skull pound the avalanche. Oh. What the hell happened? Eight to two, even if they were doing that against the worst team in the league like the Shacks, uh, you go, okay, you know, still eight to two. But the Avalanche, they could be hoisting the chalice in seven months. And uh, the Blues do that to them. Missouri skull pounds Tennessee. Mm. Uh, 36-7, Cody Schrader, uh, you think will be invited to New York and beat Jaden Daniels? I, I don't think he'll beat Penix. him. No, I don't think uh, And Iggy's guy, Bo Nix, and maybe Caleb Williams. Iggy's our Pac-12 correspondent. The Plowhawk goes to Champaign. He sees ILL O-T-dub. take out the Hoosiers. On their way to a bowl game, Plowsy. Here they come. Close to it. They got an easy sky. I think Northwestern and Iowa. Jimbo Fisher... I mean, again, I think I think bowls are, you know, a huge reward for a great football season because only, what, 12 teams go to bowls now? No, there's like 80. Okay. Isn't it close to 1,200? They, uh, they clinch a bowl on Saturday night. He is then rewarded with a $76 million buyout Sunday morning. So That's I don't, just grotesque. I don't know if they appreciate bowls as much as they should in College Station. Yeah. And the 
no activity in Major League Baseball over the weekend. I was reading and nothing, just nothing, nothing of the sort. And we had trivia night at St. Gabriel's, and mm-hmm. Buck Swope's team was victorious. And he only accosted Jackson, I think, one time is what I counted. Yeah. But there were two uproars over the course of the trivia night. So the stage has been set. Sadie Hawkins is there. Doug, you're the cute little lady mm. uh, with a poodle dog skirt walking across to pick her selection of all the hot boys. Which one do you want to leave That's with? who I am? That's who you are. That poodle skirt. You ever see girls with poodle skirts? Yeah, my mom had a poodle skirt. <laughs> uh-huh. It's an easy uh-huh. choice, dog. Mm-hmm. She wore a poodle skirt, I guess, in high school and college. And right. Just held on to it for old time's sake. Nice. Saddle shoes. Hmm. I'm sure she had those, too. Yeah. Uh, I guess Mizzou is the, is the lead. Plow, do you agree? You said it was an easy choice. Oh, for sure. Fight Tiger. Right? Mm-hmm. I've never Beat seen that Tom. team play as well as they did. Did you have oh, a bet? Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't bet the game. Okay. Because I was kind of confused. I really thought it would be a close game. Um Either way, I mean, I didn't see that coming, but both sides of the ball, I mean, they played as good as you could play a football game. Yeah, they're really good. I hate to say it, but... How about Drinkwitz? You like him now? There's nothing wrong to say about him. I like him because he just turned the play calling over to other people, and he just runs the team. I think the thing that makes uh, Saturday so impressive... And I'm not sure if I would say this is number one or this is number two. Is L- Luther Burden was a non-factor. Luther Burden, I don't mm. think, is healthy, um, and he had a total of five yards at the half on on Saturday against Tennessee. Five yards. And Missouri had 300 yards, but he had five of them. And if you would have been told that he had five yards at the half, you'd go, "Oh, well, then I guess they're losing." And of course, Cody Schrader put on a clinic. The offensive line put on a clinic. Cody Schrader absolutely delivered, setting an SEC record. First player ever to have 200 yards on the ground and then 100-plus yards receiving. So he went for 320-plus in that win. And then on the other side of it, Missouri comes out with it, and this is going to be football intrinsic, but uh, nonetheless come along to the 2% of you who are interested, with a three-man front that Josh Heupel acknowledged post-game, threw them off guard. And then they didn't have two linebackers. Hopper gets hurt, uh, and they're still able to hold Tennessee in check. Josh Heupel hasn't scored that few points since he's come to Knoxville or at UCF. I think the last time he dealt with something like that was against Purdue, which is random when he was at UCF. So to hold that team to seven points, it made it look like Tennessee was like a Vanderbilt kind of team. I mean, I just... I didn't know how – the reason why I wouldn't have bet that is I didn't know how Missouri would come out after the Georgia loss. And to their credit, on both sides of the ball, in a totally different way, they were able to not only win but dominate. I think maybe next to Georgia Ole Miss, although that isn't that surprising, uh, I don't think anyway. Maybe for some Ole Miss fans it, it might have been, but I think Ole Miss fans have an idea of the reality of – what they were going up against and, and who they are defensively. Um, I think that was the biggest statement win this weekend mm. for a program. And Drinkwitz has gotten K-State, which was an answer to the previous year. Uh, he got Kentucky, which has been a thorn in the side of Missouri when it was with Barry Odom and Gary Pinkle to an extent. Uh, and, uh, and then Tennessee, which had been a big thorn in his side as well with a resounding resounding win that should put Missouri in control of its own destiny for a New Year's Six Bowl and possibly set them up 
for either a matchup with Ohio State, Michigan, Washington, Oregon, or the one you want to see, Doug, Tulane. Yeah, that's, that's the matchup that I've wanted since even before the season started. I knew you wanted it. Actually. I think you're going to see them in the top ten, right? I mean, with a, uh, Ole Miss got thumped, Penn State got thumped. Oregon State is currently ahead of them in the eight. Which is fine. I mean, oh, these yeah. things will play out. I mean, I think at this point Georgia should be number one. Uh, and I was the one saying a couple weeks ago that I thought if you're going to do it based off resume for this year, it's Ohio State. But now Georgia has beaten two top 15 teams. They certainly battled with Missouri, but they blew the doors off of Ole Miss. I'm not sure Ole Miss was, is one of the best you know, 10 teams in the country. I do think Missouri is one of the best 10 teams in the country. And I don't say that because I went to school there. I just tell you what I think. Uh, it's tough to have a top 10 team in the country when you have a defense like Ole Miss's. And Georgia now has, has beaten Missouri and, and Ole Miss and Ohio State's two wins are Notre Dame and Penn State. And I think the luster is off of both of those. I was all over Penn State against Michigan, Doug. Uh, the colonel warned me about that, said, wait till you see Penn State's offense. I've now seen Penn State's offense. I understand what the colonel's talking about. Yeah, not good. Yeah. Well, I can't help but think of Mizzou, if it weren't for two interceptions, they'd be 10-0 and undefeated and ranked second or third. Now, I know they've, they've squeaked a, a couple victories also that they could have lost at, but it is frustrating to think, just not for just a couple of bad passes, what might really have happened this year. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a couple ways to think about it. I, I, the, the, to me, the Memphis game was never really in doubt. I was at that game. I never, I remember, the, like, I think the Warson Woods Wacko was texting me and you, Jackson, if I'm not mistaken, about how they're not going to cover. And, my God, I just never felt like they were going to lose the Memphis game, ever. Uh, the Middle Tennessee State game, I actually thought, was more likely they were going to lose than the Memphis game. As weird as that is, to think that this team was, like, fighting for its life against Middle Tennessee in the second game of the season. The K-State game was a total flip. Mm-hmm. But other than that, these have been resounding victories since getting out of September. And you're right, when it comes to the LSU and Georgia games, um, I, you know... The, the interception that stood out to me is, is more about the one in, in the second quarter against LSU because it totally changed that game. I think Missouri could have run that team and potentially sent LSU spiraling uh, had that pick not been thrown. And uh, I think now, perhaps with even more hindsight, you were saying this last Monday, though, Doug, just keep the ball in Cody Schrader's hands and don't have yeah. Brady Cook throwing that pass that wound up being picked uh, because I think when that was going on last week, you're like, wow, Cody Schrader, that's really impressive. Well, now you go, well, Cody Schrader's legit. And if you got oh. that, let's keep feeding him the ball. Mm-hmm. So that that's, that's how I view it. At the same time, you're going to have coin flip games. And unfortunately when it came to LSU and Georgia, they didn't get it, but they also had one against K state. You could make a case at one against middle Tennessee. And they, and they did get those. The thing that I think is, is really unfortunate and a year from now, it would totally be a different mindset, is I think Missouri may be one of the best teams in the country, and the season will end in a bowl game, most likely on New Year's Day, assuming they beat Florida and Arkansas. But if this were 365 days from now, we'd be going, okay, they're probably going to be the 9 or 10 seed in the playoff. And, mm. and I hey, if you can go down to Athens and hang with that team... You can play against anybody, as, mm-hmm. as ridiculous as that sounds. 
and I would have loved to see that opportunity. Same thing for Ole Miss, possibly. But uh, in this case, the season, hey, it can still be a, a, a 10 regular wins, uh, regular season wins, and possibly 11 wins with a bowl game. But it's a totally different world a year from now if the, if the playoff were going on. I don't know what the correlation is and if, if it's even right, but it just seems to me this team has turned around and played tremendous football ever since they got down 14 nothing to Kentucky. And they just dominated that game from Defensively, the Defensively, you are 100% right, and I have no idea how to explain it. Yeah, that I don't a, That's a wonderful observation. I couldn't agree with you more. Because they were getting run, literally, yeah. by Ray Davis in, in Kentucky. And since then, man, I don't even know what the math would be. It's, it's especially the run defense, too. And again, that was a three-man front that threw Heupel off. And, uh, and they didn't have two of their linebackers in order to do that. I mean, once Hopper got hurt. So I think the key was they started pinning their ears back. Oh. They, they didn't do that, that before. Gary Danielson might have said something about that. Yeah. And you're right about Burden because you could see in the second half every time he caught a ball where, you know, he'd normally turn it upfield and just take on defenders. He would catch the ball and get out of bounds real quick. Yeah. I mean, Kirby Moore ran a beautiful play to get that touchdown at the end, but he was just a, he was a non-factor. I suppose he can be a decoy, but at some point, I would imagine the SEC defensive coordinators go, oh, he's not the guy he was, you know, before he got hurt. I mean, he got hurt against South Carolina, and then he got hurt, you know, and that was an upper body. That was a shoulder, and then he got hurt against Georgia. If you're a Tennessee fan, you probably watched that game and said, could we possibly play any worse? They had all kinds of penalties that hurt them, fumbles, interceptions. That has to be as poorly as Tennessee has played all year. And maybe Missouri brought that out in them. I don't know. <clears throat> and they're still playing for something, too. You know, an yeah. SEC's title. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, that was probably a 1-100, in a hundred, but they were. Agreed. Missouri was eliminated. Tennessee needed to beat Missouri and to win against Georgia in Knoxville, and they needed Ole Miss to beat Georgia that night. So yeah. they went into the game, unlike Missouri, still alive for the SEC championship, one of three teams. And well, I guess four if Ole Miss. No, I think Alabama. Alabama clinched by beating Kentucky. Yeah, Alabama and Georgia sent. Well, I, I know Alabama. that, but I'm talking about going into the game. Tennessee was still alive. Ole Miss was eliminated early in the day when Alabama beat Kentucky. But Tennessee going into the Missouri game was still alive, and Missouri ended that. So Missouri sent Georgia to uh, Atlanta. Not that they needed any help. So that is that is set. Uh, you still could have a spot believe it or not, where the SEC wouldn't have a team in there, that is that is possible, uh, and that would you know, require it quite a little situation. If Michigan goes undefeated, or Ohio State, for that matter, Doug, there's one. Would you concede that point? If Michigan or Ohio State goes undefeated, yeah. They, they are be. in. Okay. Uh-huh. Now that I'm operating on the premise that Georgia loses to Alabama. Um, if Washington goes undefeated, there is two. Yeah, they should be in. If Florida State goes undefeated, there is three. What do you do if Georgia has a loss to Alabama, if Alabama has a loss to Texas, and if Texas runs the table and has a loss? And Oregon with one loss. I would give it to Georgia. You would give it to Georgia even though they've lost to Alabama? I think that I would. Wow. I want to see you on the ESPN show. Yeah, I think that I would. If all all three of those teams have one loss, I think I would based on – just based on being the two-time defending champions and with a record as good as any of those other teams. I think there is a case to be made there. I just don't think the timing of their loss 
almost eliminates them for me. So then know? who do you put in in that scenario? I love watching Oregon. I'm a sucker for Oregon that. Oregon would have two losses at that point. I mean, so the Oregon thing is off, to, off okay, the table so, okay. here. So then Texas probably. Yeah. Could they have an Al- And therefore SEC Alabama. doesn't have a team in. Yeah, yeah. And it's not that far-fetched. I, now, do I think if you give me Georgia against Florida State on a neutral field, I'm taking Georgia all day long. If you give me Georgia against Washington on a neutral field, I'm taking Georgia all day long. But, hey, you can't leave those two teams out if they're undefeated. Who would Texas play in the um, Big 12 championship? The Big 12 is such a phenomenon. You had Oklahoma State tied for the lead in the Big 12, and then they got blown (laughs) off the field by UCF. (laughs) I think at that point uh, I would put Alabama in. You would put Alabama in? If they would beat in either one or two. How would you answer the Texas fans who say we went to Tuscaloosa and we beat Alabama? Well, How could you look them in the eyes? Well, you don't. You just look they at beat, them in they the They beat an undefeated team out. in the championship, in the SEC championship, and Texas beat a ho-hum team in their game. But Texas beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I'd still put Alabama in there, just for <laughs> strength of schedule. Oh, man, that would be whole. I hope SEC, that SEC is a much tougher schedule uh, conference than the Big 12. So your competition, I would go by yeah. strength of schedule. I just want to see Saban, how mad he would get. If they were to beat Georgia, and Georgia would still get in, and Alabama would. <laughs> so that's your reason. That, that's for one it. of my reasons. Jackson, yeah. what would you do in that situation? God, first I want to say how much I love college football playoff scenarios and the sweat it makes people go through. And this is the last year of it, so it's perfect that we're going to have this situation. The next year will be who should be twelve and thirteen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. You right. Put twenty right. in there, and they'd say, right. "Well, we should have been in front of them." It's twenty-one. Right. Did but- I'm sorry, Jackson. Did Texas was that the first game of the year? Texas Alabama? No. Second? Mm-mm. No. This was uh, same time as the. I can't remember honestly. It was in September. What is yeah. your point? Well, I mean, if they lose early in the year and then just start winning, don't lose the rest of the year, and you lose at the end of the year. You know, that's a little bit different. Just like Georgia, if they would have lost one. If game Texas goes. Home in Alabama. <laughs> well, yeah, they're going to be some pissed off people. Oh, oh my God. So I just think Alabama, what Milroy's that. doing since he put him back in there is just six touchdowns. Lawyer Malloy, Doug. Mm-hmm. Is there a situation where undefeated Florida State gets left out? Like, I cannot imagine. I just, I, like, I think that would be BS because they literally can't do anything better. But strength of schedule wise, playing LSU first without Logan Diggs. And then, kind of playing middling ACC teams, I just don't know. Like, I feel like they would be more likely to get left out than a one-loss Texas or one-loss. If that's the case, Mike Norville is packing it back and going yeah, to Texas. Yeah. He's like, okay, I can't 100%. do this. So Florida State becomes <laughs> Texas A&M's feeder program. I mean, yeah, 100%. if you can't go in there undefeated, beating an LSU, I get it. Uh, the they would have to play number nine Louisville, who is possible Missouri plays in a bowl. Also, yeah. By the way, yeah. Yeah. I'm not necessarily real sold on Louisville myself. Louisville had their hands full with Virginia. Yeah. Uh, the one and five in the ACC, two and eight on the year Cavaliers. <laughs> so, yeah, in that situation. Well, the Big Ten winner is in. Like, Ohio State or Michigan are 100% in. Like, they're, whatever team wins that game is Doesn't in. Doesn't sound like you have much faith in the Iowa Hawkeyes? 
Uh, they sure covered the lowest spread, uh, lowest total of all time. Doug, so the God number awesome. on Saturday for Iowa Rutgers game you spent all afternoon watching. I didn't watch it at all. Uh, was twenty seven and a half in the undercovered. Yeah. Yep. What was like ten to nothing? Twenty two nothing. Twenty two. To yep. Jim Dandy. Jackson mm-hmm. cashed on that. Old he, Big Ten West. How do you do? Cooler's dead. How you look, James Madison and Liberty in the eyes and tell them you're not in. 12-team playoff, James Madison is 100%. I think that would be h- would be hilarious. Tulane's going to be in. Yeah. Tulane nearly lost their spot to Tulsa this weekend. God, I watched that, that till. playoff now. You want it now. You want to see if we can. Oh, man. It's a shame that's. But I do love this, like, who gets left out talk. I find it to be very entertaining. So what, what would you do? So I, I think, man, you probably have to leave the SEC out. I yes. mean, Texas went to Alabama in Tuscaloosa and won, like, that in itself is the tiebreaker, in my opinion. So you go the winner of the Big Ten. Uh, if UW runs the table, you get Washington in there. You go Texas, and I guess Florida State. And for the record, if I had to bet right now, I would take Oregon. I think Oregon is going to win heads up against Washington. Washington uh, had their hands full against Utah this past Saturday. Um, Oregon didn't blow the doors off of USC, which surprised me. The over did not cover on that. Yeah. No, what kind of groan was that? What was that all about? I had the overline. Oh, did you? Okay. How much know. money did that cost, Cletus? <laughs> no, I make my own bets. Oh. No. I got the overline in the Georgia game, though, so I kind of broke even. I am telling you, James Carlton came in here, and I gather he'll be in here at 9 o'clock when the colonel joins us. Uh... And he brought up, at the time it was 31 and a half, the total for the team total, not the over for Georgia Ole Miss, the team total, as in how many points Georgia's forecast mm-hmm. in Las Vegas against Ole Miss, and it was 31 and a half. I got it at 34 and a half. It was as close in, in college football that I have had going. I, 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 I'm considering, as far as a game goes, I, I went heavy on the Missouri over total for the season wins, but as far as a game goes... Uh, being on a uh, team total that 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 struck me as so absurdly low, and they nearly had it in the first half. Weird bounce off of Dominic Lovett's hands that was intercepted, like at the Ole Miss seven. Otherwise, Georgia's going in to cover that number in the first half. I don't know how they got that one so wrong. Either way, um, Georgia. Thank you to James Carlton for the pointing that bet out. I hope others jumped on it because. And that's not a shot at Ole Miss. Just Ole Miss kind of has the USC thing going on, not as bad as USC's uh, defense. It was a shot at the odds maker. It was. That's who James Carlton was. He was probably up late the night before going to the Barry Manilow concert at the, one of the casinos. Yeah, I think I said. I think I said. Well, let's say I create a game oh. where you get to pick five players tonight in the major leagues. Hmm. Just go ahead and pick the whole team. <laughs> I think I Tell said. Jackie to stop talking and answer the phones. I have oh. an emergency announcement. That's from Colorado. Oh, Doug, you wanted to hear his emergency announcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, Didn't care to hear it at all. I, I think I said this at, Tia, at our trivia night, um, and he would never do it. But after what Tennessee did last year, scoring late, um, and then trying to kick a field goal with 40 seconds left, if I was Drinkwitz, I'd say, all right, here's what you're going to do, Brady. Go out there, act like you're going to kneel down in victory celebration, and then drop back and hit Burden for an 80-yard touchdown pass. Screw him. I think that would have been hilarious. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have done it, but I think it would be here, take this high point. He did call a timeout to ice the He ticket. did. <laughs> I love that. I mean, what was he doing? Trying to. But here's the thing. Call that out. 
Missouri fans loved that. And what's he doing? I'm like, hey, remember last year at Manhattan, Kansas, when Eli Drinkwitz called the timeout to get a touchdown against K-State? Because mm-hmm. the same thing yeah. happened. Same thing happened. I thought both were Bush League. Uh, Doug, you wanted to hear from Caller Adam? We said it's a big phone well, call Monday. You got to. your wish. Here he is. Uh, Caller Adam, good morning. I have to apologize. I haven't been participating in the show. I have to apologize. I'm sorry. I've been listening to a good audio book. What book? Killers of the Flower Moon. It's about the Osage Indian, or Native Americans, gosh darn it. Uh, and uh, they uh, were, were murdered for their oil mineral rights. And it's real sad. It's real messed up. But then they now there's it's a major motion picture in theaters right now. And so if you uh, read the book, then you can go watch the movie. Okay. Or just read them, watch the movie, don't worry about the book. <laughs> so I don't know college football at all, but I have a major announcement, and I, I didn't know, Tim, if I could use this platform for this major Doug, announcement. Doug, would you like uh, Adam to use this platform? What's it about? That's what I'm getting at. I received a packet of paperwork from Tom Schmidt in the mail, and I open it, and I have to. I signed it about 32 times. And it, it is now stating that I, uh, Adam Philip Hibbler, uh, my Social Security uh, number is 4920028079. And I will be the official voice of uh, Salt and Smoke starting January 2024. As he has said, they're going to sponsor something on the show he doesn't know yet. You're kidding. And so... I will now be the official voice of Salt and Smoke, and I just wanted to make that official announcement. Doug, that is great news. Congratulations, Adam. Wonderful decision by the great Tom Schmidt. Yeah. You guys have Brown and Crouppen. Tom has Adam. So Why would he pick a dirt farmer like you? Part of the agreement is that you uh, touch my brisket once a week, that you have to touch my untrimmed brisket. Who does? That's the, are you not getting the joke? I'm saying my penis is brisket, and you have to touch it. Oh, ha ha. <laughs> so what's going on in college football? Okay. Good? God. Oh, there it is. Caller Adam is the voice. The whole joke. <laughs> God. Of salt and smoke. Great choice by Tom Schmidt. Oh, you agree? God. No, there's no agreement there, Tim. <laughs> he just thought the joke was so funny. That he would go through all that elaborate hoax and to deliver your, that. Record your spots at home and send mm-hmm. them in. I don't think you're allowed in here. Right. Uh, Munganast is allowed in here. Clayton Patterson mm. was at the uh, trivia night, wasn't he? Sure he was. I uh, meet his girlfriend. Yeah. The one about he talks the, about all the time. She's very attractive. St. Louis Actor. St. Louis Actor. Nice. 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 <laughs> What? Don't cock I love the I'm trying to <laughs> climb back. <laughs> Go on, Jason. 314-252-0029. It's Munganess, St. Louis and Alton Toyota. Hey, you didn't get your car from Munganess. Well, that's a, that's a mistake, Jack. That's what that is. But you can get the car service there even though you didn't get it from there. St. Louis Acura.com, AltonToyota.com, the great. Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson. Peter Munganast and Ryan Seiberg is in that service department. Wonderful staff at Munganast, St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota, sponsor of the 7 o'clock hour here on TMA. Doug, who's our title sponsor these days? That would be Brown and Crouppen. If you have a potential personal injury case, Brown and Crouppen is a local law firm here to serve you. They're headed by Terry Crouppen, of course, and his son Andy Crouppen and also Ed Herman. These guys have been around a long time in St. Louis, 44 years now. The firm was founded in 19. 19- 79. They're also now one of the largest personal 
injury firms in the entire Midwest. Don't you want a local law firm, one that knows how to handle the ins and outs of your case and the local environment? The kind of people that know how to pronounce De Pair and Crevecore and Carondelet and Spade. They've been around here forever. It's a local law firm that works in local courts, works with the other lawyers, the, the judges. They just know their way around. There's a lot of people, uh, firms coming in from out of town trying to sell you on, uh, well, they know all about St. Louis. Well, the Brown and Crouppen are, are the real deal. They've been here 44 years, just opened a new office. They're not going anywhere. They're still in the city, opened that new office down there on the hill. They have absolutely superior legal services, and they value their client services as well. They'll give you a free evaluation of your case. You don't know if you got a case or not. Give them a call. They will let you know free. They work on a contingency basis, no upfront cost to you. If you don't get paid, they don't get paid, and they've won more than a billion dollars in compensation for their clients. Brown and Crouppen is part of the community. They do value that, and they value you. If you think you may need Brown and Crouppen services, call them. Here's the phone number. I'll give that now. 314, here's where it gets easy, 222 or go to brownandcrouppen.com. Make sure you let them know you heard about it on TMA. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements. Past results are no guarantee of future results, and every case is different and must be judged on its own accord. Send your emails in. Design Error is the sponsor of our email of the day, the official HVAC provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Send your emails in for QFTA. And, Doug, those can be erotic stories. Mm-hmm. Haven't gotten one since August. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it is. Uh, questions, comments. I would imagine there'd be a lot of them after the trivia night. Don't you think? Well, you would sure think. Thank you. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. It's Design Air. Uh, online at designairservice.com. I keep saying, get your furnace checked because, hey, mm-hmm. it's going to get cold. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe it's just going to be in the 60s. Checked. Well, here we go. Next next week, it looks like it's highs in the 50s, but still, the coldest day we've had is Halloween back in October. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Either way, we got highs in the 70s this week. Design Air Heating and Cooling, online at designairservice.com. At some point, it will get cold. You'll need your furnace, and you'll want it to make sure that it's fired on all cylinders. Designairservice.com. That's Design Air Heating and Cooling. Doug's a client. I'm a client. I've had my furnace tuned up. You can get it done as well with Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. Open up your TMA mobile app and enter keyword Hootie to win tickets to see Hootie and the Blowfish at Hollywood Casino Amphitheater on Saturday, June 1st, on the Summer Camp with Trucks Tour with special guests Collective Soul and Edwin McCain. That's another TMA giveaway via the TMA STL app. The Colonel's going to join us at 9 o'clock, presented by James Carlton. James Carlton will be in studio as well, and you are welcome to get into the program by texting in 314-881-TMA5, EDF Group, text inbox. Doug, the Blues are coming. Trela, Trela. They have won four of five, and they just went in and beat the Colorado Avalanche and a team that's looking for the Chalice, eight to two. How do you do with two hat tricks? Yeah, we just got we have too many goal scorers now. Nice. nice. We gotta have to break them up. Oh yeah. Does it remind you of the Messiah in '99 in Edmonton? It does. With with Gretzky and Yari Curry and that bunch, it's very similar type of firepower. Eight goals against anybody is really amazing, but against Colorado, criminy. And the Blues are now what in fourth place, so they would point back of those Avalanche yeah, with a game in hand. On uh, wins per game. Nice. So. I like how Doug properly used criminy. I think that's really good. Thank you. Got on the West Coast this week, right? Uh, they play the Ning this week, and then they go West. 
Yeah. They're in St. Louis tomorrow night. I think a lot of people, after the slow start, were thinking, oh, oh no, here we go. going to be a long season. But now it looks like a, it's a team that's really kind of got it together. Four so or five. Maybe be a contender. Four or five. Yeah. Yeah. Scoring a lot of goals, which helps. The system has been implemented? <laughs> they <laughs> maybe were there's one some buy-in. They, they were 0 for 2 on the power play to start that game, which meant they were 1 for 37 on the year. Mm-hmm. And that's about a 40% conversion rate. 40, 45%, I'd that's have right. to do the math. And then all of a sudden, the dam broke open, and, uh, and including shorthanded goals, but uh, power play goals, and Buchnevich and Shen. How do you do? 8-2, mm-hmm. to two, and Binner Binner kept a minute in the first period. And yeah. uh, alas, what the hell happened with Colorado? But, uh, Doug, the Blues are coming, Trelaw. Trelaw, Trelaw. Bruce Nevich had a hat trick? He, he did. Is. He did indeed. So did so did Shin. You call him Shinner? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what the team gonna be like this year? It's gonna be fun to watch. <laughs> oh, have you watched a game yet? Hell no. What do you mean? Not one? <laughs> not one minute, man. Oh, not even a minute. <laughs> you need to do, Why not? We need to do about five minutes of balloon party, and Jackson will have his official face turn. Well, Jackson would probably like me in there. <laughs> you like going to the games? Love going to the games. But it's on TV. And I really don't mind watching them on TV, I'll be honest. There's nothing, I'm not bashing the blues. It's just something I I tend not to watch. Bailey's has given me trouble in the past, so mm. I've given up on the mm. local sports clubs. <laughs> I've seen portions of two games this year because it was on ESPN+. Plus. I got to see a little bit of it. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe they're going to be better than what we thought. Jeez, I'm with Plowsy. Hockey's blah. Still basically the preseason. That's from Peg Diaz. Oh. That is a very unballoon party-like text. Mm-hmm. Try telling Edmonton Oilers that in that fan base. Yeah, they've already gotten rid of their coach. They were picked to be in the, in the mix, anyway, for the chalice. I picked Connor McDavid with the first overall pick in hockey fantasy this year. He's done nothing. <laughs> He's done nothing. The first he year scored like over that. 60 goals last year. How's Bedard doing? I Pretty good. Decent, yeah, decent. Pretty good. Yeah, he's got six or seven goals already. Yeah, I would say there's been a lot better rookies. Him and Matthew Kachuk kind of got into it the other night. Yeah, I saw their Bedard got all boarded up. I have Bedard, too. I kept him on the bench. You have Bedard of... and McDavid? Yeah. A two-team league? <laughs> no. Bedard really, wasn't highly rated really at all. Himself. A lot of people thought, oh, you took him too early. Well, what's he done? I had him on the bench the other night, and he, he scored like, uh, oh, seven or eight goals. He had like 35 points. I had him on the bench. Is that a record? He has eight goals. Eight goals and three assists. He's a minus four. He's he's ranked 86th best in the league right now. Really? Yeah. I'm glad the Blues didn't have a shot at getting him. It would have been bad for team chemistry. We don't we don't need these kind of superstars, frankly. They just ruined the locker room. Yes. All that hype. Don't want them. Talent. Don't need them. But now I'm sure I'll watch a couple games this year. Like the texter said, it's basically the preseason. Maybe you now. need to get your hands on a couple of ducats and go to the game and get excited. I I, I go. I always go to a few games every year, which are always a blast. Yeah. It's like, in the Hubbard Suite. They always have tickets available. I love the Hubbard Suite. Hubbard I love Suite. Hubbard has a suite. Yeah, I think so. I like they sitting don't. up in the rafters. I think they just have some tickets. 
I think they have a suite, too. Oh, do they? Doug, why don't we get the suite? We'll we go should. see the Ning. Yeah. I told you in that one game, I bought Carlos Martinez a beer, and then I got kicked out for... Oh, you, 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 yeah. you went after the Winnipeg. You went mm-hmm. after Connor Hellebuck, didn't you? Yeah, the backup goaltender at the time. Said he had a little pee. <laughs> Literally, right after I said that, it was... It was nice for you to buy a beer for Carlos Martinez, who was making $13 million <laughs> a year at the time. He was a good cat. It was fun. So, yeah, I, I think going to the games are much more enjoyable than obviously watching them on TV. You sat right next to Carlos? Yeah. Low smart. Pawlock always hit it off with him down in Jupiter. Yeah. I think he actually remembered me, so... How'd you get those tickets? Oh, how did I... I think Madison's parents' law firm, I think. Oh, oh here yeah. we go. Unrelatable. It certainly yeah. wasn't me busting out my credit card. I can tell you that. Yeah. Listeners text in, I get free stuff. You need to get in good with Biff and Goldfinger and start getting on some of those trips. I mean, I'm more than happy to hop on a private jet. PJ. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't kink shame. No. <laughs> I don't think kink shame is the key <laughs> to get onto the jet. No, he had a barbecue a few weeks ago. Did you go to that, Doug? Yes. Yeah, because he asked me to go. He goes, this is a good chance to chum up with uh, Goldfinger, and if he likes you, you'll be on that jet. And I said, oh, I well, don't know if I'm coming over for that. Goldfinger apparently went scuba diving and, and caught a bunch of lobster, and so they cooked the lobster that night. Yeah, I couldn't make it. What were you doing? I don't know. <laughs> Probably nothing. <laughs> I love the honesty. I just don't know. Like, like every I day. think you need to get out more. Like every day, nothing. Did you get moved at least? Yeah, I did. What a day. <laughs> okay. Thought that might spur a little conversation. Apparently not. <laughs> well, it was... Uh, I got yeah, what th- a day out of it. <laughs> I got to thank Brandon and Alex and uh, 830 Recreator. Mr. Smith came over and helped uh, with the heavy stuff. Oh, was there swinging? No. Did an Instagram Live and people were asking Smitty how to get into uh, swinging, so... What did he say? What was, was his it? advice? That was his counsel. He said he's good with his tongue. Oh, oh. Dog, dog, dog. But that won't get you into it. That's a, that's a, that's a long way into the process, isn't it? Well, he it? was busy moving things while I was smoking and talking on Instagram. Nice. Yeah. You so smoked you, that's while he moved? Yeah, I didn't lift any of the heavy stuff. I was, Why? I lifted, I took the pillows over. Have you worked with Bree Mills? Because she is uh, she's doing some things in the industry now that have never been done before, and a lot of the girls seem to want to go work with Bree. Mm. Well, she's interested in that. Um, I can't believe that's a real reaction to what was a pretty in-depth question. It was. <laughs> I mean, most people know Bree Mills. She just seems like she didn't know her. Had problems with her. Uh, no, so I got all moved in. The problem is I didn't know the place was smaller, and there's a few things that didn't fit. So, uh, what didn't fit? Uh, two end tables, a shoe rack, uh, two hat racks. Um, so half of your two, stuff. Two thirds of my clothes. Well, what will you do now? And I just had to put it out the dumpster. Um, so yeah, Man, I mean, this place sucks. Where you're at is they terrible. They threw you out of your apartment, <laughs> sent you to a smaller one, and raised your rent. No, I sent an email this morning. <laughs> to, I sent an email this morning very nicely asking how the rent can be the same for a place that's so much smaller. I just we'll can't see if she gets back to me. I don't know. It was a nice email. We'll see. But, um, yeah, almost everything's done except for... The memorabilia. I have like a four-tiered memorabilia stand, and I have to. Well, you could have carried that instead of smoking. So don't. No, it was pretty heavy. Um, so you're. So I just gotta. <laughs> I just gotta unload that box, and but I have, I have about fifty paintings that I need to. Fifty put on the wall. paintings. 
Are these from the, the, the Dutch Masters? Where did you before? A it couple, sounds like he just moved out of your villa. A couple 50? You have 50? A couple of Van Goghs and a couple of Picassos. Is there enough room in your apartment to hang up 50 paintings? Yeah, I'll figure out why. Where'd you get these paintings? It's going to be all painting. racks. <laughs> yeah. 50 um, paintings? Where yeah, and that's this? the problem, because they're all over the place, and I can't move. i got to shimmy to the bathroom because they're in the hallway, and... And my friend Chrissy Blake's supposed to come over this week and give me the woman's touch on where things should go instead of just, you know, because there was no rhyme or reason. I had, you know, like a couple of... Um, Who knew you had an extensive uh, art collection? And a couple of nice paintings in the foyer with a couple of sports paintings. They, they don't belong there together. So once I get those hook, uh, hooked up and put on the wall, and then I'll have some room in there. Now, will you do that, or does someone have to come do that for you? Well, I said Chrissy's going to come do it. Because, Chrissy will do it. Be, well, I'll help her, but I want them to go in where they look good together. You know, I don't want a, a Buck O'Neill signed Missouri Sports Hall of Fame poster frame next to a Lady Gaga poster. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. there's certain ways they should So go. these are more posters and artwork? They're, well, they're framed, so. But I do have some. Little poster. I got some nice uh, uh, Talbots, a dolphin and a whale picture i can't even put together this apartment right now in my head <laughs> i have some nice pictures of uh i don't know where you'd put the dolphin and whale next shut to it Lady down Gaga. yeah i don't know where i got some kids playing on the beach another one with a little girl holding a seashell up to her ear it's kind of cool so you know those don't go with the sports ones no i'll get it done okay all right turned on the heat this morning <laughs> that's gotta go the furnace doesn't work in this new place. Well, it's just, they're charging it's, you more for it. It, it, it works. It works. It just, it just makes an, an incredible noise that I've never heard before. Well, you may have to move into another apartment. Yeah. Hey, your heater's going. You better move again. I don't know. I can't. Something's got to be done. Tags? I can't, I I can't watch yeah. TV with uh, <laughs> the texts. They're coming in fast. And it's so loud. Well, I was asked, you can't Doug watch asked TV? me about the move, and I. Then he scolded me for not saying anything, so mm-hmm. I went into depth. But let me get this straight. You can't watch TV because the furnace is so loud? It's too loud. Well, I didn't watch TV anyway because my internet's not on yet. The picture frame. They said my internet would be on Saturday. Don't have internet. They said Sunday, then they said Monday, so I guess it'll come on at some point. No no internet in the new place. The furnace is so loud you can't watch TV. It's smaller. <laughs> and they, pay, they, they made you pay more for this. It makes sense, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I sent an email. We'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that'll work. Plonk, do you want to read it? <laughs> Go ahead, Plonk. You read them. I don't care. I was asked a question. Answer. Okay, this is from Dingle My Berries. Oh. Paintings have quickly turned to pictures, which then quickly turned to posters, but they're framed, so it's classy. <laughs> that's from Dingle Me Berries. Oh, and I have some mm. paintings, too. But that's way down in there. I can already tell. I'm... Yeah, they're, they're coming in fast and furious. So <laughs> Guys, sad. what's a Talbot? Thanks. That's from the Pastor James well, Why don't you go look it up? It's a store, like in front of Neck Plaza. He's a very well known photographer who takes pictures mainly of dolphins and whales. Okay. So there's a kind of an aquatic feel to your apartment for de- <laughs> decorating? Yeah, there's one I have that are, has three dolphins jumping in front of a. Cruiser ship. If you oh, a, they get crushed by the ship? No, they, that's what dolphins do. They always. They, uh, I don't know if it's because of the, the current or whatever, but they always jump in front of ships. Huh. And then I just have a big whale tail coming out of the big killer whale tail coming out of the ocean. So 
He's a well-known photographer. Look him up. I'm not going to look him up. Whale tail photos. <laughs> he specializes in whale tail photos. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, maybe that would go in the bathroom. No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a huge echo in that bathroom. i got to get some rugs in there, I guess. <laughs> Doug, great news. We have a new sponsor here on TMA. Uh, and uh, you would like to tell the audience about mm -hmm. Naturals. That's the name of the company, Naturals. They make uh, little dog treats. I have some right here. Oh, look at it. I'll, I'll hold up the bag for the YouTube. Take it it kind of looks like that. Now, get on YouTube like, and see Doug holding it, it up. It looks like that. Up, Here's one of the treats that they have. I gave this to Dora. Man, did she like it. And Dora is very picky, very finicky. She absolutely loved them. As the holiday season approaches, it's time to start shopping for your loved ones. But hey, let's not forget our furry friends. Treat them to some delicious dog treats from Nautrils. Nautrils is a locally owned family business founded by two dedicated TMA listeners, one of whom even used to babysit Jackson. Oh, That's is that what right? He said. Incredible people, truly world class. Is that class. right? They I didn't were. Know we that. had like a thirty-minute conversation with them. Got yes. background. They're great. World-class guys. Jackson's right. babysitter. Now, this was, I guess, within the last couple of years. It wasn't. You know, it's not now. You know, you don't need the babysitting now. But they did babysit for him. Wait a. And now they're TMA listeners. And now they've got this great company selling these wonderful dog treats. Naturals carries a lineup of limited ingredient dental chews, 100% rawhide-free options, and mouth-watering oven-baked cookies. But keep your walrus hands off. These are exclusively for Fido. Your pup's tail will be wagging with excitement after tasting flavors like real peanut butter, chicken, and pumpkin. And trust me, your dog will be begging for more, just like Dora does. I'm telling you, Dora loves these. Discounted variety packs also available so your pup can enjoy all flavors delivered right to your door. And here's a treat for our listeners. Use the code TMA at Nautrals.com for an exclusive 15% off, plus free shipping on orders of $30 or more. I'll spell this out, Nautrals. It's G-N-A-W-T-U-R-A-L-S, like naturals with a G in front of it, kind of. Naturals.com. Outrageously tasty, easily digested. It's delicious by nature. There it is. Welcome aboard to Naturals in Jackson's Babysitter, mm. now part of <laughs> T. M A. With the weather still being warm, you can go get worked in at Family Golf and Learning Center outside. But when it cools down, they have two simulators to continue to keep your swing in form. And maybe this is the time of year when you want to get some work in and switch the swing up and collect data right there. I am telling you, the use of the simulator has been so helpful, and I would recommend it big time. Doug, while everybody's sitting around getting cuffed, Mm-hmm. During November, December, January, February, and March, well, here you are. You're in the simulator, and you're getting work in, mm -hmm. and say you're a 17, and you go out there and get a lot of poppy seeds when April and May roll around, and you're profitable. Go to Family Golf and Learning Center, too. Uh, simulators for you to work with during the off-season. And when it's warm like this, you can go out there and hit balls on that double-decker driving range and the short game area. It's Family Golf and Learning Center at Family Golf Online. I need to do that. I need to go there and get lessons and get better. How'd you play on Friday? Not well at all. Oh, no. What, what, what caused problems? Let's pull up the video. A little bit of everything. Now I'm, I'm trying to get rid of that horrible fade and slice that I've hit with my driver for years. So I'm, I'm coming in too close now, left arm, I guess, too close to the body. And now I'm hitting the driver's way to the left. Oh, you're pulling them now. Pulling them. Wow. Can't putt to save my life. Cannot putt. Can't make a three or four foot putt. Oh, no. Can't do it. 
Three putt virtually every green. Really? Oh. Almost every green. Yeah. You ever see that picture where Cletus came in from behind on Jackson and yeah. held his hips as he putted? Maybe he could do that with you. I don't want that sort of instruction. Yeah, shave two shaft. strokes off my game. Yeah, how about that? Shaft for I could, shafts. I could, I could shave ten strokes off my game if I could get a decent putting lesson. Well, I just gave you one, and you didn't, you rejected yeah. it. Well, that's not the lesson I'm looking for. I could go from 95 to 85 if I could just putt just a little bit. Cletus has soft touch, man. He does. That guy can get up and down real nice like. Yeah. Yep. Well... But you're, it's only you're, weird if it doesn't work. Family golf could get me straightened out without the hip touching. <laughs> yeah, but you know, see, Gauss, not as fun. Is that Gauss what you're saying? A, <laughs> Gauss is a great short game. Bobby Gauss is out there. Yeah. Well, I need to go. He won't hold your hips. I, I don't need him to do yeah, that. He won't penetrate you from behind. I, no. Is, is that even an issue? Is that even a thought? I have to it ask wasn't, it that. Wasn't, it wasn't I... in the copy, candidly. Okay. Well, that's what Cletus does with his lessons. Do you practice putting at all, Doug? That's from Dingle I My Berry. I do. <laughs> That's what's so frustrating. I do practice. I go to the range. I go to the, the, the putting greens. I do practice. If I didn't practice, I wouldn't be so frustrated. I play and I practice, and I just don't get any better. It's probably because you're practicing what you're already making mistakes at. I, I'm, I'm sure that it is. Well, you need to get an instructor. You're that was my premise to begin with. I know, and I'm just reaffirming. <laughs> get, a, get an instructor. Some of it is that I can't feel the left side of my body. I think that might, that, that might be a factor, but I can overcome that. Putting's for losers. Just get it within 40 yards and then pick it up. <laughs> I like that mindset. There you go, Doug. I can shave some strokes off your game. I saw a golf tip just on video today to guarantee a, a two-putt every time. If you mark your ball incorrectly, it's a one-stroke penalty, so you simply mark the ball like an inch away from the cup. No matter where you land on the green, you mark it one inch from the cup. Oh, that's a one-stroke penalty. You marked it wrong. Then you make the short putt. There's then your you got to go back to where you put it, the, where it was to begin with. I don't know that that would be legal. It would be hideously unethical. I saw, God, I I saw somebody to try to explain that. Scramble. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I saw it a couple weeks ago where somebody said, here's what you could do. Yeah. But they didn't say that it, it's a stroke penalty. you got to go back. Yeah, because then you'd be playing a ball that's been... Put in the wrong spot. Then, yeah, then I think any I shot after that. Yeah, I think, I think that's the one-stroke penalty. You put your ball in the wrong place. Right, but then if you were to play it from that wrong place, now you're compounding that penalty. I, oh, you, would, you would think. I I'd take know. a two-stroke penalty if it's a fifty-footer. I'm <laughs> guaranteed <taking>. three putts. <laughs> two-stroke penalty. Thank yeah. you. Uh, this was in. sent with exclamation points and in caps. Tim, please remind the fats, the slows, the simps, the kens, and the fan page dorks that gin posting cutoff for the season is tomorrow. That's from Mr. 63011, Doug. Uh, gin posting. Gin posting is done in the St. Louis oh, area okay. tomorrow. So your handicap, whatever it is as of tomorrow, will be what okay. you're playing. And when does it open up again? Is it Borch? I, I don't know. But I know the courses that I played recently are in fantastic shape. Yeah. Westboro was. Peavely Farms is. Yeah. Also, where I've been lately, I mean, really, really good It hasn't good been cold, shape. so uh, it hasn't really affecting anything. They haven't had any really frost or... No. I started taking golf lessons and learning how to play because of this dumb show. That's from mm. Bill's wife. Oh. Jackson, why don't you go out and play with Bill's wife? I'm happy to play with her. That'd be mm. lovely. That'd be lovely. I, like uh, just, I just like getting out there. Oh, yeah, I do too. But I like it more when I can play decent. Yeah. It was nice on Friday, though. It was... Uh, it was Quality fall golf weather. There's nothing more frustrating than a really good approach shot, seven or eight iron to within five feet of the green. You go, wow, that's a great shot. And then you get up there and still 
two putt. Yeah. Or on a par three. On a par three, hit one to the fringe of the green. Oh, at least I'm on. And then you then you three putt and take a four. Blow I mean, it pass. happens to me all day long. Yeah. Maybe yeah you're playing good. bogey golf then, ain't bad. I, I don't want I don't want to accept that. I don't good for accept you. Three there you putts go. every God time bless. I step on a green. You know what I want to do once it warms or gets cold. Um, there's a few of them around, but I think Joe Edwards, um, who basically owns Delmar Loop, uh, just opened his indoor putt putt. There you go, Doug. You okay. get some work in there. Yeah. Not at it. Absolutely not at it. We're going to have a putt putt tournament. Do you bring your own putter in that situation? BYOP. You, you could. I have. It's a good one. luck. I do. Oh, do you bring the cover too? Put it back on. <laughs> no, every time you put Line it up. Next hole, put the have cover back on. Have a caddy back over your shoulder. Do you yeah. see this going left or right? Just nonstop. Tim, if cover. your handicap is in St. Louis and play in Florida, would that still count if you played in January? No, if you play in a warm weather state where they still have posting, you post scores. You can post scores when you're in Florida, Arizona. Yes, Texas probably, California. Yeah, I think so. Whatever else would we be? Maybe South Carolina, Georgia, Georgia, Jamaica, Jamaica, Jamaica. Yeah, I think I might have posted a score from there. I, I think I you might. did. I think, I think I, I think you did. Uh, let's see. Played in Greenskeeper Revenge Tournament yesterday at the Orchard. Such a fun time and maddening all at once. That's from Flip Wilson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me about it. Doug, buy the Algonquin Golf Club Golf at Gobble Bowl. The fairways at Algonquin will straighten you out. That's from the Warson Woods Wacko. There you go. Just the the fairways itself will straighten me out? The Warson Woods Wacko says. That doesn't make any sense. That'll be up for grabs. And he's the one that said I do it separately, but now i got a question. Because normally I have eight or nine local and muni courses that will give me foursomes. Mm -hmm. But this year I think I've only got five courses so I want to pair that up with Algonquin, but I think I think he'll get mad if I don't keep Algonquin separate from every other course. Are we he just wants, running through business right here? He wants me to. <laughs> We're just waiting for him to text back the conversation. Yeah, I'm asking if he'd get mad. Would he get mad, Wacko, he get mad Wacko, if I put it with the other courses and leave St. Louis Country Club on its own? I think you're reducing your potential revenue. Yeah, Algonquin is... Why wouldn't you... Se- I don't understand why you wouldn't separate St. Louis... Which was a wonderful discussion a month ago. Yeah, I'm gonna and, do that. And then separate Algonquin, and then have the package of the municipal courses separate. So you'd have three different opportunities, and you bring in more money. Well, four if I'm gonna put Delhousie by itself. Too. Oh yeah, there you go, four. Great. All right, I'm doing that. Okay, well, Doug, there we go. Let's go get lunch. <laughs> well, Tim said it was. I wasn't gonna. I was gonna wait for Wacko, but now Tim says something. I think I, my guess is. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I think somebody who didn't graduate from college and has eight hours remaining at the University of Missouri. Could have figured that one out. Mm-hmm. Well, I could, and I went to Merrimack. So. Yeah, so that's the thing. <laughs> Stop, Biggie! The Algonquin and St. Louis golf is pulled if you do that. How many times do I need to tell you? So the Warsaw Woods Wacko has given his answer, and he's oh. not happy, and that also was sent in caps. Well, it's nice enough that you donate it, but then you're going to give me stipulations. Well. <laughs> no, I'll put them separately. So we'll have St. Louis Country Club. We'll have Algonquin, we'll have Dalhousie, and then we'll have a collection of local courses, local courses public courses. Yeah, I think we've got uh, Quarry Crystal Springs. We've got two rounds at Far Oaks. Jackson's home Stone track. Stone Wolf and Gateway National. That's a nice play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there we go, four auction items for there. What time uh, do the festivities start on Saturday, Doug? It's at St. Charles Bowl, mm-hmm. correct? Uh, no. Uh, oh, I apologize. Cave Springs. Cave Springs. Yeah, this is our third year at Cave Springs Lanes. Okay, so I guess I've been there then. Yeah, you were there last year yeah, with uh, okay, Riz and those guys were yeah, rolling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, so what time does it start? 11.30 we start uh, announcements and, um, and try to bowl at 12. Depends on how long the announcements go. Uh, with giving away the Donna Strober Deck and Passion Award and Tina Speaks for a little bit. And then uh, we try to start at 12. Okay. So we'll start pulling raffle tickets at noon because you got three and a half hours to pull them all. And sometimes I still don't have enough time. Really? Oh, we got so much stuff to give away. But yeah, it'll be a fun uh, fun afternoon. And we're giving the, I, think, I don't know if I said it on this show or not, but uh, we are giving the uh, Donna Strober Burdett Compassion Award to Jeff Burton this year. Nice. Nice. I mean, he deserves it. I mean, this guy, I don't know anybody in St. Louis did more for this city as far as charities and and just always a smile on his face when he met people and everybody loved him. And Hilarious uh, as the day is long. Yeah, that's what compassion is. He's one of the most compassionate people I know. So, yeah. And unfortunately, uh, Julie, who uh, his wife agreed to accept the award and said, yeah, that'd be great. We can do that. But then I gave her the date and she goes, it's just so, it's just so funny. She goes, oh my God, that's the day my daughter's getting married. I'm pretty sure I have to go. Yeah, yeah, he's got to go to that. <laughs> so uh, I don't know, I, I may have to accept it on his behalf, but. Hey, it's Jackson here to talk to you about Factor. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. My favorite part about Factor is the convenience of it all. These are no-prep, no-mess meals ready to go in two minutes. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. They've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash McKernan50 and use code McKernan50 to get 50% off. That's code McKernan50 at factormeals.com slash McKernan50 to get 50% off. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Uh, Doug, uh, breaking news. What? We have another SEC coach out. Want to take a guess? Uh, can I have initials, please? South Carolina's coach? I mean, there's only a handful of them, and you know it's not. Saban, Arkansas? Kirby? No. Vanderbilt? No. South Carolina? No. Florida? No. Drinkowitz out? Mississippi State. Ah! Uh, know his name? Anybody? Nurse? Uh, initials, please. Z A. Zeb Anderson. Zeb Anderson. Zeb Anderson is out. Boy. Zach Arnett is oh. gone at Mississippi State. Uh, so, expectation there, like what? Yeah, it's a weird spot because it's not like he was hired. Mike Leach was hired. He passes away. Zach Arnett steps in, so he's out. Jimbo Fisher's out. The expectation after Auburn skull pounded uh, the Razorbacks is that Sam Pittman won't be around for the Black Friday affair with the Fighting Tigers a week from Friday. Uh, Doug, and here we go. 
Here come mm. the dominoes, and you already got at least one open in Michigan in East Lansing. Will there be one open in Ann Arbor? Mm. Jim Harbaugh not on the sidelines to witness Penn State's incredible offense. Uh, James Franklin then fired his offensive coordinator yesterday. Uh, he has gone through a number of offensive coordinators, so there might be a constant there with regards mm. to Penn State's offense, and it's not the offensive coordinator. So here come the dominoes. And then I ask of you, does Eli Drinkwitz get interest? And this has always been my contention. I thought Missouri fans would either hate him because he wouldn't be successful, or the moment he gets an opportunity somewhere else, he is going to go. And that, that I wonder about. I, I would be surprised if Texas A&M wasn't interested in him. Yeah, I saw a couple of posts to that effect. That, oh, no, we're going to lose Drinkwitz to, to Texas A&M. Well, that's Boy, fans. Did you see Yeah, any? just fans. Okay. Because Pete Thamel yesterday did not list him as one of the candidates. Now, right. I mean, that doesn't mean that he's not. It's not like A&M goes, oh, here's our short list. A lot of people, uh, Thamel included, think Dan Lanning at Oregon is the guy. Lanning coming from Georgia to go to Eugene and uh, has things up and running quite well for the Ducks. Now, I don't think Lanning is in the mix for a Mississippi State job. Mississippi State is on the low tier of the SEC. But A&M is one of those high-tier programs that has expectations, whether or not they're realistic. That's certainly in the eye of the beholder. But they did have a great 2020, albeit asterisk year. And uh, they, they certainly have, uh, you know, they were packed on Saturday night playing against a terrible team as a 5-4 and four team themselves. And... Um, who would get that job? Jackson, I heard your mic open. It sounded like you're ready to go. Uh, you're talking about the Mississippi State or Texas A&M job? I think we can move on from Mississippi State. No problem. Uh, the ones I saw, I saw Thamel listing some pretty big names. I mean, like Kalen DeBoer mentioned. I saw Mike Norvell yeah, mentioned. Yeah, how about that? The feeder program. I mean, these are two teams who are going to probably be in the college football playoff or at least still control their own destiny. So it's kind of like interesting to see that that Texas A&M job is still like obviously massive and the resources that they have there are crazy so i wouldn't be surprised really by anybody it would surprise me if drink got the look just because that's such a prestigious program if they're getting interest or at least have eyes for guys like norvell or landing or DeBoer, i would think drink would be pretty far down that list i don't yep. know i think DeBoer should go to that job immediately i think they would all want it if they're handing out 75 million dollars to get right. fired who wouldn't right. want the job i also, saw the ed orgeron <laughs> clip posted of like what door you want me out brother <laughs> isn't, isn't washington losing a bunch of players i think both of their highly touted receivers and their quarterback i don't know what the recruiting situation looked like but is washington gorgeous but man if they're handing out 70 million i'm going there immediately especially to the sec does oregon move to the big 12 next year Oregon's going to the Big Ten. Big Where Ten. else would they go? Or Big Ten. That makes more sense, yeah. Of course. And Dan Lanning would feast. That offense would feast in the Big Ten. So I wouldn't leave Oregon. I mean, I think you are right. You are right. What a contrast in styles in the oh Big Ten. Oh, my God. I mean, what do, who's like got that? the best offense in the Big Ten? I guess it's Michigan, right? Michigan. And they just ran and ran and ran. They're like, these MFers can't score. Yeah. So why would we mm. mess with it? We got a lead. We'll just run it. And we'll probably be able to run it against them. What a, I mean, what a situation at Penn State. Well, finally, it put some offensive teams into that conference. Maybe it completely changes it. I, I have no idea. But, yeah, Dan Lanning's in a perfect spot, man. They have so much money at Oregon. You have Phil Knight. You have 40 jerseys. I just wonder how much, if you're if you're Lanning or if you're DeBoer, if you go, yeah, I don't want to go to a spot like Texas A&M because the expectations are insane. And then if... 
Uh, Napier gets fired in Gainesville. I mean, now at this point, you could have four coaches go if you're operating on the premise that Pittman gets fired. And now Arnett is out at Mississippi State as of this morning. Jimbo Fisher in Napier. You you know, hey, Gainesville's great. College Station's great. But you don't get much time in Gainesville. Two years and, and you're gone. But, I mean, listen, to their credit, they took a lead in the second half against LSU. Uh, then, then they wound up losing. They lost by ten. They got to beat Missouri this weekend, or they got to beat Florida State. Otherwise, he finishes the season on a what four-game losing streak that would have been much longer if they weren't able to rattle off ten points in the final, or fourteen points in the final four minutes against South Carolina, a bad South Carolina team. So I could see him being gone this year. I don't know. They got a rec- good recruiting class coming in, but um, you could have four jobs. And if that's the case, and Eli Drinkwitz's team has that kind of performance on CBS, dominating perhaps one of the most signature wins of of recent memory for Missouri. First time they have beaten as a ranked team, another top 15 team since 1976, I believe, to have two top 15 wins, I'm sorry, at home since 1976. And the first time they've beaten a ranked team as a ranked team since Johnny Manziel in 2013. And you have Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson raving about you and everybody in the SEC is watching that. Uh, that's the kind of thing that, that skyrockets your equity. And that's the pride, man. You want other schools to want your coaches. And just... I, I, the question is, what does that lead to? I mean, he's going to get a raise. He's either going to get a raise or he's going to be pursued. Or he's going to get pursued that'll lead to the raise. Or his agent will represent that he's getting... That's, hey, it's raise season, Doug. Welcome to mm-hmm. raise season. It's raise season on HD2. Dude, if... I mean, if, if Missouri routes Florida and wins out and goes through a January... Dude, drink is... In a spot to where the Florida job is realistic, I mean that. that you don't that, think you don't think A and M is, but you think I, I don't think A and M would go that route. They're already in the spotlight, paying the guy seventy some million. I think they got a hit. I think DeBoer or Nor Norvell probably the the move there. But Florida, I think, is desperate just for some winning culture and some personality. I think the last couple of coaches are kind of lacking that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I don't think Drink would go. It's not that Missouri going to back up a Brinks truck to try to save him. But if they house Florida, I mean, Florida kind of gets an idea. Okay, this is, you know, look at what he's doing in Columbia. If I'm drink, I'm highly considering that because Gainesville's great. And if they give me a guaranteed contract, I, I would want something beyond two years. You're going to have to pay me 50 some million like a Jimbo Fisher-style t- buyout. Why can't we have HD2 buyouts? I mean, what, <laughs> what kind of stuff would love you that. say to get a buyout of I'd $70 million? What, what would you say? Just about anything? Anything. <laughs> HD2 yeah. buyouts. And then you're on the beach in Palm, in Palm Beach and say, how'd you make your money? And I went on a racist rant on the radio. They paid me $70,000, $70 million. Uh, Doug, Larry Thornton, uh, we consider him a Missouri insider. Is that Mm -hmm. correct? Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, he gets it all right, baby. Uh, Drink won't leave. He will get a raise out of it, but he won't leave. The AD is 100% behind him. The NIL is in great position, and they are unveiling a huge building project on Thursday. Whoa. Yeah, I heard that, too. Larry Thornton's breaking news again. What sort of building? Oh, Jackson heard it, too. What what are they doing, Jackson? Uh, To the football stadium. What are they doing? The... North end zone. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm aware of that. Yeah. What are they going to do? Fix the M? Uh, I think the plan is to add seats behind the, Make it the hill and the rocks. Oh, yeah. Take those rocks out of there. No, the rocks will remain. Uh, he is getting everything he wants here. A year ago, he would have jetted. He won't now. That's from Larry Thornton. So there you go. I think that's a lot of confidence, but you're talking about Gainesville, Florida. You're talking about like a, a prestigious program with national titles and. Certainly, you can recruit anywhere all across the country, but being in Florida to where you probably have, what, 
40, 55 four-star recruits just mm -hmm. right there in your state every year? Saturday Down South had a short oh, list of potential A&M coaches, and Drink was not on the list, which surprised me as well. I think he will be SEC Coach of the Year, too. That's from Cuck Supreme. I was watching uh, the uh, SEC broadcast group with Tom Hart, who went to Missouri. He's been on the show a few times. Good guy. And, uh, Doug, how do you pronounce his last name? Cole Kublik? No. <laughs> Cole Kublik? Cole Kublik? Cole Kubelik? I, I just Cole. try to avoid saying it. Yeah. I'd say Mr. Q. <laughs> it's spelled with a C, though. Well, but I'd call him Mr. Q. Okay. Uh, and uh, and then the uh, sideline reporter, Jax, you know her name? Is it Amanda on their broadcast team? Yeah, it's uh, the last name starts with a G, and I can't remember it. Uh, Amanda, great. Yeah, there we go. Cole went with, uh, I believe, Kirby Smart. She went with Nick Saban. And then Tom Hart went with Eli Drinkwitz. I think you can make a case for any of the three. I don't know how it wouldn't be any of the three. Um I actually think it might be. I mean, if I had, I don't know. To me, I think I would go with Saban or Drinkwitz, which is so unfair to Kirby Smart that the expectations are you go undefeated or else, yeah. you know. Right. But, I mean, what, what Alabama was in the first month of the season, and really almost more so against South Florida, and what Jalen Milrow was uh, it, to the point that he was benched, and now they're on this terror I mean, that is, that's a hell of a job in coaching. But at the same time, what Missouri was in September versus what Missouri is now, and you're also doing it at Missouri, likely anyway, it's not a guarantee, but likely to be a 10-2 and two team, God, that would be tough. Point being, you become the SEC coach of the year, you're still a young guy, I don't even know if he's 40 yet. Uh, those are the kinds of guys that get that attention, man. You know, they have, I just saw this stat talking about Texas A&M. They have an enrollment, a student body of 75,000 students at Texas A&M. Drinkwitz has just turned 40, by the way. 75,000. Can you believe that? Mizzou's got about 23,000. But it, it just, it's sickening to me to, to see them say, well, we fired Jimbo Fisher, but we're paying him out of the charity funds that came in for the 12th man. It's a 501c. It's a charity, and that's how we're paying him back. You think people donate to a charity like that so that they can make a, a rich football coach even more rich? I don't even want to get involved in the, the schemes that universities use to pay and get yeah. facilities. I don't know if I even want to jump into that. But yeah. I'm sure a lot of them who you donate want him out. I don't know if that's exactly well, that's what it was. I mean, the the yeah. fear was this year they were going to lose a bunch of their recruits. They had a great recruiting class, and they were going to lose a bunch of recruits. So you got people with ridiculous amounts of money. I realize the average person, even somebody who makes a, a nice living, uh, can't relate to it. But if you have tens or hundreds of millions of dollars, it's it ridiculous. It is making it you okay. Yeah. You going in? You go. That's who you. That's who you hang out with. The other people in that world. And you go. Okay. Well, if I if I put in three million, okay. And it's it's like a nothing. As dumb as it is. Oh, I know they've got the money, but. This, just such a stupid, stupid way to spend it. For that kind of money, $75 million, you could almost pay every kid on the team a million dollars. Well, look at what Boone Pickens has done at Oklahoma State the last 30 years. T-Boone, Doug. I mean, he's, I, I think it's at the four or five hundred, he's at a half a billion, I think, in total donation to the university. It could be more than that. I could be way off on that, but I know it's at least a half a billion. That's fine, but it's the part that just goes to one guy that gets me. 
Just a, a failing yeah. football coach? We give a failing football coach $75 million and to leave? And get this, Doug. I think the, be- the best part about the contract is he still gets all that money even if he gets another job. If he gets another job, yeah, that's he makes all of that income plus the Texas A&M. It's not offsetting. Right. So he'll go to Mississippi State and come back and beat Texas A&M. <laughs> yeah, make 4 or $5 million a year for mm-hmm. four or five-year deal. Make $20 million in that contract. Is Jimbo Fisher even 60 yet? This dude doesn't even have to. I don't know. He's 58. Yeah, he could he could just kind of hang out for a little while if he'd oh, like. Oh, you think? Yeah, could, generations so, so, of fishers so, so, so could generations, just hang out. Uh, could hang out. Yeah. Uh, let's see. If uh, if Florida comes calling, drink would be gone in a heartbeat. That's Thank from you. the 314. How wouldn't he? Like, Didn't Larry say Wingo was a lock? Hashtag fade Larry. That's from the hunchback oh. of Vaughn Castle. Does uh, Kirby Moore, does, he, does him getting poached? Uh, make you a little nervous. I mean, he that will. Boise State job just opened up. He's Boise State through and through. Uh, well, it's more Kellen Moore than Kirby Moore as far as boy, his brother. Um, I think Brian Harson going back there is live. I know Brian Harson's an obscure name, but he was the coach at Auburn, and they didn't like him because he didn't have a draw. And then they made up a thing about him having an affair to try to yeah. get him out. Oh, guy, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're looking for places to avoid going, War Eagle in College Station or two at the top of the list as far as insanity goes. But Gainesville fires him quick, but, like, I think you still, you have to, if you're drink, you have to, you have to go to that job, depending on what the So you think if, if Gainesville well, came calling, he would go? He's yeah, already making he six even, mil a season. It's not going to be about money. I th- I, it's, it's always about money. It could be strictly for him, but... I, it is for everybody. It would be impossible to turn that job down. It would be. And I know Mizzou diehard fans, Columbia, like, it's living in central Missouri or living in Florida. Like, it. it what are you central saying North about our Florida. state? It's not necessarily Miami. This is I, I agree. Gainesville is not a great Miami. It's a lovely place, but also, Plowick, there's a lot more recruits, but there's also a lot more competition. You have Florida State, Miami. UCF all right there vying for the same in-state players. 100%. I agree. But he's gotten lucky with, with Burden and some other, you know, Cook guys from the area. But it's all about it's all about the portal now. And I think you could probably get better players out of the portal if you're coaching Florida than getting him to come to Mizzou. Probably so, yeah. How much is T. Boone's pickings given to OSU? Because he's dead. I love when Plowboy gives hot takes with no knowledge. He isn't going to Florida. Shut the hell up! Oh. That's some big old fan. Oh. Well, when he was he alive. Oh. He's yeah, mad like that T. Boone Pickens. And he probably still has a foundation. I mean, John Q. Ham has passed away. T. Boone Pickens had given $650 million to the university. Just because he's dead didn't mean he didn't do it the last 30 years. $650 million. Six to one fan is one of the saddest human beings I think I've <laughs> ever come up with. Let you probably at the trivia night. You know, there's a bunch of people that hate us there, just ripping us a new ass. But yeah, I don't know on that. I don't know if people who hate us probably not. I think maybe one, hate yeah. individuals on the dais, but not the whole thing. I so think he, it'd be really weird to like go to an event if you hate the show. But you know, he has a foundation. He gave 120 million last year. The foundation did. Seriously, with all the issues we have in this country, where we can't even afford police officers on the street, is it the best thing in the world to give 650 million to a athletic program at a major university. Well, it's his money. I know it's his money, but couldn't it be spent a little bit wiser and a little bit more helpful ways? I'm sure you could, but according to him, I mean, 
he's Oklahoma State through and through. So <laughs> I know. How about being just an American through and through? Well, and saying, hey, I've got a chance to, to help a lot of people, to fix some problems there we are, have. Here you go, St. Louis. Here you go, St. Louis. Take some of my money to help your police force. I have to interrupt. There are actually people Uh-oh. on the oh, text yeah. line arguing <laughs> the that. goes into the text line. All literally arguing that Central Missouri is a better place to live than Florida. I didn't say Gainesville really? was. My, yes. Yes. Where? Can you give me the name? Jackson, do you see it? Plowsy has never been saying. to Gainesville. Gainesville is a sweaty armpit of Florida. Shipley Pebbles, he usually sends him pictures like, of his life. Dude, like Gainesville's it's Florida. Gainesville is a sweaty armpit. Darren, you act like all Florida is Bora Bora. That's from Shrimply Pebbles. We're talking, no offense, about Columbia, Missouri. Like, I don't think people I, are saying Columbia is better. To... It's just Gainesville isn't South Florida. You know. It's... Yes, but when you're talking about where did coach or where to go and where to live you're talking about columbia missouri you're talking about gainesville florida yeah gainesville is a nicer place than columbia i I agree the weather is why don't why i've been to both the weather's actually admit that the weather's better the city's no better than columbia no i agree but it's 90 percent is weather i mean people decide a lot on you know you know how they live based upon you know what you can do outside and not everybody wants to live in that 100 degree florida sweltering heat for Six or seven months out of the year, because that is Gainesville's more like the Deep South than Jupiter and Naples and 100%. Tampa and places like that. Yeah, but Drink doesn't seem to be a guy like he's an Eskimo who wants it as cold as possible and gets no. his igloo out. And this is fishes. where the Mizzou faithful lose me. Florida's a better program. It's warm, tons of recruits and more resources. That's from Arbor Day. Yeah, NIL rules in Missouri though are very are very bountiful. They are. Yeah. I, I agree with they're, they're that. But Gary Pinkle could have gone a lot of places, and he didn't. He wanted to stay put. But I, you would it, agree that Gary Pinkle's an outlier relative to. Yeah, but I'm saying it's it's possible. Well, of course some it's some possible. guys do. Some guys. Not everybody wants to move to Florida. There's been a lot of successful coaches in other places who probably could have at some point decided sure. not to. Sure. And I and what I wonder is with how quickly coaches are getting whacked now, which I think in part is a byproduct of social media and bubbles and then people brushing to judgments that I think is, can lead to really setting programs back, is a coach going, yeah, I mean, yeah, for example, Columbia, Missouri, where we went to school, so it's not like we're taking a shot as people who didn't go there, where we went to school, yeah, it might not be the most desirable place if you're comparing it to Florida, but I, I also know that I have more stability here than I would if I'm down there, and in two years, I mean, Billy Napier was like the bell of the ball two years ago. He could be getting whacked. Jimbo Fisher got a ridiculous contract and now is getting a $76 million buyout. That sends a message to whoever is going to, to take that job. Another name I've seen mentioned also, by the way, on that one is Urban Meyer. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Just can't stay out, can he? <laughs> Man. Well, why would you with the money they're throwing around? Since the old ball coach, since Steve Spurrier, the longest at Florida coaches remained the Florida coach was Urban Meyer, 2005, 2010. Outside of that, it's two or three years. That's what I'm saying. It's like, take Eli Drinkwitz out of it, whomever, whether it's Kalen DeBoer, uh, Dan Lanning, you know, there just isn't much stability. And it's a a little insane in some of these places. So is that the world that you want to go to? And and that's that's an individual's choice. That's not for us to decide. That's up to the individual. It's hard to know what... What exactly makes him happy? Some people would, nothing would make them more happy than go to a program that was mediocre and turn it into a big winner and just stay there and be a hero and a legend of that school forever. Have job security and 
not have to worry about bouncing around. He's got a young family, doesn't he? He may not want to move his kids all the time. You just don't know. And some people like little podunk cities. That's not a shot at Columbia. It's a nice little city. Some people kind of like that down-home feeling. Yeah. They don't want to go to the... Well, a, football co- a successful football coach is the, is the king of a city like that. Yeah. Maybe that's why Pinkle liked it so much. Uh, yeah, could be. And you could go to Florida and have a couple bad years, and out you go, and you're starting all over again. Florida has a top-five athletic department and has money. The football program is down, but more potential to win there. That's from Kurt's former co-worker. Right. You can't argue with that. But you just never know what's in, a, in an individual's mind, what motivates him, what makes him happy in a job. Uh, big old fan is back. Uh, Plowboy, people who hate us were at the trivia night. Tim, oh, I don't think so. Plowboy, oh, you were right. Good point, too. <laughs> we have a backbone. Well, cause these people wouldn't spend money to, like, meet us and hate us. But there, there, there are several that go out of their way. This well, I, 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 think, I, think, I think there are people who hate individuals on the program who come to our events. I don't think you can hate the whole show yeah, at yeah, that, an event. Yeah, yeah. I guess you can. But yeah, you're not going to come, though, if you don't like, I hate those guys. I'm going. Right. Now I do probably have a new, a new person that hates me after something. Oh no! <laughs> Who? I don't know. I was. I'm nice to everybody. I hung out, I hung out with people, took That's pictures, awesome. and people introduced themselves. It was fun. But uh, Buzz brought his friend. Who Buzz's friends about to take it, Doug? <laughs> who was, well, I'm, big time. I'm gonna buckle up. Who Do you was, know about that? Anybody know about that? I don't know. No, about I, that. I know about it. Well, he was pretty drunk, and he would not leave alone the fact that uh, I'm the one that put the phone in his ass. It happened. I said, well, okay, I mean, Jackson, have I banged 500 women? Yeah, okay, well, Jackson verified it, so I have. You can have anybody say anything. So I don't believe you stuck a cell phone up his ass, but I did it, man. And he wouldn't leave it alone. He kept coming up every every break. I'm telling you, it's the truth. I said, whatever, go away. And I think he got upset, so... You told him to go away. You told me to go away. <laughs> I was in the middle of, of grading trivia answers. Just, just I couldn't little... believe. I, I just looked up and I, I was like, I, I, "This is like a dream." Oh, this was going on on the stage. Yeah, wasn't well, it I wish I would have witnessed it. Wasn't it? Weren't they up on? Or well, they were down below. No, down below. Yeah. And I wasn't belligerent. I didn't say, "Get out of here!" I wasn't no. yelling. I just said, "I'm tired of this. Go away. <laughs> just kind of go away." I've already. You've told me nine times that you stuck a phone phone up his ass. Okay. <laughs> I love, I love, I love the listeners waddling out like penguins with a big old tray mm-hmm. of songs. Yeah, I did too. I did as well. I just went over there to get another bite to eat at the end, and, she, and Jesse said, "Go, no, take it." I said, "Really? Take it?" So some, yeah, some of the walruses were leaving with giant boxes. We stuff. were told Jesse came up to me, and we yeah. were getting ready to go, and she goes, "There are a whole, there are a whole tins, I guess, of mm-hmm. meat that have not been opened yet," and I said. Oh, if there's some deedle there, we love that uh, shredded chicken from Salt and Smoke. And mm-hmm. sure enough, so there it was. Yeah. We took it. I reheated. Doug, how would you reheat shredded chicken? <laughs> this is what I did last night. I think I, did, I think I did the right thing, but I I'd be just... curious. Because Ziggy's got a cooking show. so I'd Yeah, be... I wouldn't yeah. use a microwave. Whatever you're going oh, no, no, no. to saute it in, put it in the pan and do it that way. That's what I did. Yeah. I just put a little water in there. Keep that, uh, keep that little moisture, and then uh, boom, away we went. Just I think that was the right play. Bit, yeah, that was that was the play. Yeah, I just took a plate home with some brisket and uh, 
some beans and some. How of do that, you reheat the brisket? Some of that pasta. I just threw it in the microwave because I was hungry and but I. You said you don't use a microwave. <laughs> well, for me, if you if you're gonna make dinner or something, but I was just hungry as hell. I hadn't eaten well, all day. I'm cooking with a six-year-old and a one-year-old and yeah, my still, wife. I mean, it's yeah, like I mean, I you're got... eating. I mean, I just I was hungry and I normally I would either with the brisket I just put it in the broiler and broil it on each side for like a minute to get it hot. Um, but I hadn't eaten all day and I was starved, so I just threw it in the microwave. Uh, Herb's hog is mad. Podunk literally means small, rural, and unimportant. It is offensive. It's I don't mean un- unimportant. Podunk is, you know, small, nice little city, not a lot of people, but homey. And that's how I, 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 I don't think like, that's what Podunk well, That's how I think of I mean, podunk. it's quite obvious at this point. Someone mm-hmm. is being lied to. Well, podunk is not quite It has nice. a negative connotation. That's just Columbia my is the fourth opinion. biggest city in Missouri. That's just my opinion. Is that it's really? Just, yeah. I don't mean it to be... Branson? All right, there? I won't say Podunk. I'll say... Small little rural area of Columbia, Missouri. Columbia's not rural either. No, it could be. <laughs> well, if, sure, once trying. upon a time, I'm sure it was, but it isn't well, I, anymore. I still think of it as rural. It's Can we please get Ken some new clothes? The pants he wore to that Hoosier Fest look like he stole them from the 2005 NBA draft. That's from Oh, you gotta be kidding me. These are Greg Norman's. <laughs> <laughs> he makes oh, great pants. And I said, man. I don't... Oh. I said I don't. I'm not. I'm not abiding by the Labor Day no white pants rule. I'm they gonna wear those, them. They sold those at Steinmart. I'm gonna wear them. I bought them at Macy's. Man, you're going to. Uh, I'm gonna wear them whenever I want to wear them. <laughs> These are Greg Norman's. Well, he makes great white golf pants. I just think the gray and the pink Tom, would pop. Tom Tom Schmidt just texted me. What did he say? He said instead of water, next time use chicken stock. No, nice. you have some chicken stock. I will now candy. because I still have a whole tin of this, and I'm going to be yep. enjoying the salt and smoke here okay. for the next few days. And I look forward to chicken it. Chicken stock. That's chicken a little stock. cube. Does that come in? Is a that what it is? No. Iggy, you're the chef around no, here. Swanson's. It comes uh, in the soup aisle. It's just a carton. It says uh, Swanson's. Uh, you can get chicken broth. You can get beef broth. God, that Tom. I got it. I got it from Tom Schmidt. Chicken broth. I use that chicken when I make stock. chicken and dumplings. I start it with water, boiling the chicken, but then I add. Chicken broth to it. Greg Norman is sold at Sam's Club, you Hoosier. That's from the Holly Hills Oslo. Well, good. I bought them at Macy's. You can also buy them in Australia if you'd like. Where do you get a Vera Wang comforter? I got that at uh, Kohl's, I believe. Because that's definitive proof that you're not a Hoosier. I just think the gray and the pink would pop. Well, I was doing my Instagram live yesterday going from apartment to apartment to show people the difference, and somebody said, can we see the Vera Wang? So I showed it to them. Oh, what color is it? What color is it? White and gray. White and gray. It just pops. It just pops, yeah. Damien, Damien. How about that? That went in the sink, not on the the Vera Wang. A caller Ellen Hmm. says, get low sodium, Tim. There you go. Hmm. And uh, Tom Schmidt just said it's a whole pawning delight. Really? What a treat. Yeah, thank you, by the way, for the bologna. Oh, yeah, yeah, the bologna was there on Saturday night. It was so good. Yeah, I think people who haven't had it were reluctant to try it. They tried it, and they were handsomely rewarded. I did get a couple compliments on it, because it is a different dish. You Mm -hmm. know, it's not your everyday, you know, meat. So I get... Some people were hesitant, but it was phenomenal, as always. And if you've never eaten a salt smoke, uh, come out to Gobble Bowl because uh, Tom's sending a gift card there. You may be able to go to Gobble Bowl. You may be able to go to a salt and smoke. You've never been there before. Are there bowling spots still available? No. Boom, sold out, Doug. But you can come out and buy tickets and hang out with us all day. It's really fun atmosphere. Come on, Doug, hang out with us. It's Gobble Bowl week. I might just come out there at 1030. I know it won't have started. But uh, my son has a skate, Doug, skate boy skate. Mm -hmm. Late one, this one, 930. That's glorious. And then we'll just go right from there to, uh, and then maybe he can just do a little bowling. 
that'll be out there? I'm sure there'll probably be somebody that doesn't have a miss need somebody. Yeah, or you can go down to Cletus's uh, lane. They, we have a uh, like eight bowling on their team. Pictures with Santa on Saturday afternoon, so oh. I wanted to make sure I got there. Then yeah, it's our anniversary this weekend. Go to Pauly Bottos. Oh, talk about Pauly Bottos. I haven't had lamb in a long time. Lamb. Lamb. Is Santa coming to North City? <laughs> where's, where's he going to be at? <laughs> uh, you know, Santa's omnipresent and yeah. with the spirit of Christmas in my heart. Yeah, I agree. But he hangs out in the hood there by the railroad tracks? <laughs> well, we will do the Polar Express in yeah. December, and that is... Wow. Didn't he have security guards or no? There's no, like... Uh, it's just a guy oh, on top sure of a burned-out building. Just yeah. an absolutely <laughs> for real, like... Stunning thing. Go yeah. through metal detectors. They whisk you on your way in. I wonder if they'll continue to have him up there. Yep, you drive that train, the Polar Express, and you see the gateway to the west, which is the I fear for his safety. And then they, you look out to your right. You're like, oh, there's the Mississippi, and it's <laughs> gray and cold. And it's son of a bitch. There's Santa Claus on top of a burned-out building. <laughs> hey, kids. Oh. <coughs> hey. That's the best, the most charming they could do. think of Mm. Boy, that always hurts every December when Couldn't I see go that. go the other direction, I think maybe? that'll be my fourth year seeing it. And it always... Boy, eh. Mm-hmm. <sighs> mm. Yeah, and it really hurts when you see pictures of cities like <laughs> Hanoi and Hiroshima and Berlin. And they've all beautiful cities now, absolutely gorgeous cities that we just bombed the hell out of and completely destroyed. And then you look at our cities, and we've gone the opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, this just happened on your show. Don't use the microwave to reheat. I use the microwave to reheat. That's from Dennis Day, Doug, and he sent it in via email. Well, my point was, if you, I'm different than Tim. Tim's going to feed his family with the great salt and smoked chicken. I'm, I'm just hungry as hell. I've been moving all day, hadn't eat. I just wanted to eat something. So I just threw it in the microwave and made a couple of sandwiches. That's what I Let's did. Let's say you were cooking for a family. How would you reheat the brisket? I would put it in the broiler. A broiler? Yeah, because it's already cooked. You just want to heat it, and a broiler will, will get a nice Christmas on top and heat it real quickly. I've never used the broil setting on my oven ever. How is the broil setting different than, like, if I were to set it at 350, for That's example? That's a good question. Yeah, I Turn it all the way to broil, and then well, I understand that, but like, what does it do? What is it different? It's much hotter, and it's a direct, oh, really? direct heat. Oh yeah, yeah. Put brisket in there for under, at like 350, and see how long it takes to warm up. You put it in a broiler, the thing will be bubbling in about 45 seconds. So it heats it up real quick, but doesn't cook it more really. It's not in there that long. Who knew? Not ice of the fly. Hmm. Uh, hey, uh, tell you what, I'm gonna be going to that Andrea's here soon. Can't wait. And I'll have to know how to reheat because I understand it's a feast when you go there. But I enjoyed that uh, salt and smoke uh, shredded chicken last night with Andrea's barbecue sauce, Andrea's steak sauce. Max brought some in last week here into the studio. It's Andrea's online at andreas.com. The barbecue sauce, the steak sauce, and, of course, the steakhouse off of Collinsville Road in O'Fallon, Illinois. Online at andreas.com. It is Andrea's steakhouse and, of course, you can get the steak sauce and the barbecue sauce at Schnooks or Deerberg's. What a wonderful treat it is. Andrew's, oh, Tom, Tom's got a tip now on the brisket. This is good. Pro move on the brisket is to pan fry it to reheat. Iggy, how about that? Yeah, pretty much the same thing without the broiler. It's just a real quick, you put it in a skillet, just a real quick 
one on each side, a little bit on each side, because you don't want to cook. You don't want to cook it. No. You just want to heat it. There you go, Doug. God, man, we're gonna do cooking tips here on the program today. We used to be a stock bulletin board, and swingers bulletin board, swingers bulletin board, and now it's all about cooking. It is. It's a culinary program. We've become domesticated. We yeah. <laughs> uh, Send your emails in. Design air heating and cooling. Email the day the morning after at insidestl.com. Comes your way in a little bit more than an hour. Jeremy Rutherford will join us, fresh off of his appearance at Trivia Night. Uh, on Saturday night on Balloon Party at 10.45. Get his perspective on the Blues. Skull-effing Stanley Crockey's uh, Colorado Avalanche and uh, the comings and goings and goings and comings, and maybe it will impact the Blues in Edmonton because they've already whacked their coach. If it doesn't change, do they then... Go Bennington. Go after Drinkwitz, probably. Or Drinkwitz. Take your pick. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Rutherford. Gabe with us. Get his thoughts on this discussion coming up at 9 o'clock. Jackson went on a heater this weekend. Jackson, uh, big weekend for you. And uh, those who wager in Illinois can wager via Circa. Absolutely. Yeah, the cooler is dead. The, the cooler is, is dead, Doug. The heater is, uh, has returned. I am so back. Huge weekend for me. In How about the this Jackson department. guy? Yeah, really big. Really, uh, really needed. Uh, so if you're looking to do some wagering, let me suggest Circa Sports. The world's largest sports book in Las Vegas is now available in Illinois. That's right. The Circa Sports app is available for use in Illinois. So if you live here in St. Louis, just make the short drive across the river. If you already live in Illinois, sign up because the Circa Sports app is sports betting the way it should be with big app bets, high betting limits, tight money line splits, and the best customer service. Let's say you didn't have a great weekend gambling. You're looking to do some Monday Night Football wagering. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing a lot of interest on this Broncos plus seven. Yeah, seeing, the Broncos. Seeing Broncos plus seven. Maybe buy that hook so you don't have a push. Maybe get that up to seven and a half if you're looking to do so. Oh, I don't know. Buy and a half point at a plus seven. How about this guy? I mean, maybe, I, maybe the cooler was self-created. Hey, listen, I don't know. I'm just saying that's an option. And you can do it over at the Circus Sports app. Circus going to switch to Iggy to do the reads after hearing that. I'm just. I'm you know just what? Actually, Circa will like you advocating that. I like. You know, I like buying hooks. Can't hurt. Circus Sports app. Visit CircusSports.com for more details and get ready to start betting like a pro. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 100 Gambler or text I L G A M B to 833-234. There you go. If you are injured in an accident, things can spiral out of control quickly, and you might. Have medical bills piling up. Might not be able to work or provide for your family. Well, that's where C.D. Longo and Doug Biggs come into play. Doug Biggs was on hand at the trivia night on uh, Saturday evening. Good to see him and talk it over with him. C.D. Longo and Doug Biggs, the Longo Biggs Injury Law Firm, will take all the complication and hassle out of your injury claim. They are TMA listeners. They are local, and they are online at longobigs.com. They will be the ones handling your case. You'll get personal attention, as either Doug or CD will personally handle your case. You'll get to know them just as they get to know you and every last detail of your case. Go online at longobigs.com. That's longobigs.com. Longo Biggs Injury Law accepts personal injury, wrongful death, brain injury, and other catastrophic injury cases online at longobigs.com. Remember, the choice of an attorney is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements. Gabe DeArmond coming up at 9 o'clock on the program. Brought to you by James Carlton. Design air, heating, and cooling at 9.45. Email the day. 10 o'clock, Jackson and I go down the hallway. We get our asses ripped for an hour. But the uh, they'll be happy when Jeremy Rutherford joins us at 10.45 to talk about the red-hot St. Louis Blues with wins over the Devils, Canadiens, Coyotes, and Colorado Avalanche and scoring goals like left and right in mm. three of those four wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's coming up here over the next two and a half hours. You are listening to TMA.
presented by Brown and Crouppen from the Michelob Ultra Studios.